Rasmong, welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. I, of course, am your host, Razman's Reality, and we are back after a few days' absence with a small, slight reboot of the program. Yours truly realized over the last few days that due to current responsibilities in my life, I'm just simply not able to keep up with the show when running it like I would run a YouTube channel, meaning breaking down Raw, breaking down SmackDown, breaking down both versions of NXT, breaking down all the pay-per-views. No, instead what this show is going to be going forward is your traditional wrestling podcast, by which I mean you're going to hear it every Saturday in your preferred description feed of choice. I'm going to cover things that happen on TV and all the companies during the week. I'm going to review what needs to be reviewed. I'm going to cover the news and all the while in doing so, you're going to get my unbiased opinion on everything that I'm seeing within the squared circle. So with that out of the way, without a doubt, the biggest story this week, bar none, was the fact that we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion. And that news came with a bit of an interesting caveat. And that was that yours truly on the Wrestle Talk podcast known as the Wrestle Ramble predicted a very version of this crazy scenario happening beginning all the way back last Saturday. So with Ollie and Luke's blessing, here is the audio of yours truly asking the question, their opinions on what I threw out there, their reaction to what happened with the title change this past Tuesday, then breaking down all the ways the WWE could get themselves out of this situation, and then I will come back and break down each of the scenarios myself and defend my original position. So here, once again, is the audio from two episodes of the Wrestle Ramble podcast Raz man's reality says hi guys hope you're well i know this one is 98 percent unlikely but as uh, laurie said a while back we need becky as undisputed champion at mania have her take out all the women in tuesday smackdown match challenge Asuka for doing nothing with the title that she made the talk of the industry beat her and then go on to win at mania combining the championship the same as the tag team uh have ones when one women's single title open uh, opens up feud to a slightly smaller roster and keeps away devalue uh, that has happened with Asuka. thoughts I, I mean, wouldn't. I wouldn't do it with the women's title. I would do it with the tag titles, the yeah, men's tag titles. Yeah. I think they. I've said for a few weeks now, probably a few months, combine those two together. But I'm. I'm not for com- uh, combining the women's titles together. I think it's a good idea to give Becky some momentum because that has flattened out in recent weeks. But there are so many reasons against this. Chiefly, I know this horse has bolted, but the brand split is a thing, <laughs> yeah. and I would like them to to be as distinct as possible after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that the women's titles are going to travel, but everything else I want to keep in their own little red and blue boxes. Uh, and also, there's there's so many women that they'll get lost in the shuffle now. I think there are enough women to have separate singles divisions on Raw and SmackDown. They just choose not to on SmackDown, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's basically... Well, the problem is, is their top women on SmackDown are involved in a Raw feud. Mm. And that's kind of, that's why Asuka has been sort of left out in the cold, really, because they spent so much of last year building everything around Charlotte and Becky that when they gave it to Asuka in December, they were like, well, now we've got no one else. 
Yeah. Like we've built no one else on the sort of like off the back of Becky and Charlotte. So our entire women's division feels like nothing. Like Naomi had no momentum. Carmella has no momentum. Fire and Desire had no momentum. And you're, just left, you're left with Lana. And that's it. And that's your entire SmackDown women's division right there. The Iconics. I forgot about the Iconics. And Nikki Cross, I guess. And Lacey Evans. They're also part of SmackDown. Yeah. I yeah I I'm probably forgetting some other people as well. Also, I think Becky winning the title at Mania is a huge part of this story. To have her already have a title going in, I think would take away from some of that elation. I, I think end. what Raz is getting at though is that then Asuka it becomes a fatal four way with Asuka in there as well to crown like one undisputed champion. Oh right, really? Yeah, beat her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, beat her and then go on to Mania combining one champion. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't like either idea. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Unfortunately, Although, crazily, on the po- I think it was the Saturday show of the Wrestle Ramble. Someone pitched an idea. One of the viewers as Razman's reality. Razman's reality. A longtime pledge hammer on Wrestle Talk's Patreon. He said, "What do you guys think of the idea of Becky Lynch beating Asuka so she goes into WrestleMania with the SmackDown Women's Title and?" You know, she, she then wins the Raw one as well. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, well, you know, that seems very late in the day. I don't think this storyline needs more bits. Unless we forget they'd advertised a fatal four-way to determine a new number one contender for Asuka. Yeah, which I famously joked yesterday by myself <laughs> that it wouldn't happen, that plans would change. It is good that everyone is crediting you for that joke that I did three days earlier. Hey. I'm I'm taking an example from Daniel Bryan recycling to save it's the good, planet. Yeah. Even jokes. I've stolen a lot of your material, mm. so it's fine. Um, and uh, we're one big happy family. So then it cuts to commercial, and it comes back, and the referee holds up the belt, and it's announced it's a title match. And the commentators go like, "Oh, okay. I guess it's a title match then." They were very surprised. They very sold surprised. the fact they were surprised. Uh, by all accounts, that was a kayfabe surprise because they had up to three hours of notice when the decision to have this match was made. This is from Dave Meltzer. And it was obviously the case because, like Luke said, they were promoting the four-way between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, uh, Carmella, Carmella and Naomi, Naomi up until 5 p.m. on the day. <sighs> that was that was on WWE.com. They announced that late last week. That match was to decide Asuka's number one contender for WrestleMania. And we've been building to a triple threat between her, Rose, and DeVille. If, I mean, I guess that's the story we've been building to anyway. Well, now it's a women's battle royal well, storyline, yes. I think. And even Carmella posted on Instagram just after 5 p.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the match that's happening. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat. I'm going to win. I'm going to win I'm the gonna, match. I'm going to do a win. Yeah. And uh, they had this match, and... Charlotte won. Mm. She tapped out Asuka, clean as a sheet, and she's now the SmackDown Women's Champion, 12 days out from WrestleMania, and they changed the graphic to say that, hey, this triple threat's now got two champions going in. And I wonder if it is the case of, because this was decided quite late in the day, one of, I can't remember which commentator it was now, they all do sound alike, with the exception of Byron during New Day things, because he's genuinely the best part of that three-man booth. Kofi gets over, and somehow, miraculously, he's got Byron over. Ah, When Byron, at the end of the show, was like, I'm getting up to celebrate. It was brilliant. brilliant. Well, I spent years trying to get Byron Saxton (laughs) over. So well done, Kofi. Um, And so they said, one of them said, 
Oh, I, well, if Charlotte wins, she'll also have to defend that title at WrestleMania, mm. and then she will be in the triple threat at the end of the night as well. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I, th- I got from that 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 was rampant speculation, I, because the commentators were trying to play up the fact that they didn't know what was going on either. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just, in kayfabe, trying to explain or speculate what's going to go down. Because... How would they know that that was the stipulation if they were surprised by the match even being I made? Suppose, yeah. So I, w- I would I would write that off. Plus, I think it's just such an awful idea because you don't want to put Charlotte in an underdog position. That's the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 idea. Have him win one match earlier in the night and then go into the main event. I get that you want to protect Charlotte if she's going to take the loss in the main event, but it, it's terrible for match psychology. Yes. So... We've, now, we've got a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Charlotte Flair. The triple threat main event now has two titles in it, but as far as we can tell, only one of them is on the line at the moment. I think they'll both be on the line. Well, yeah, I've seen various different theories come in, one being that it will be a title unification uh, and combine the belts together, which is funny enough, is exactly what Razman's reality suggested they do. And we, I, in particular, think it's a terrible idea. We scoffed at him. Sco- yeah, we oh, said, they'll never do they'll that. They'll never do that. So I, I don't think it's a good idea. The other way to do it is that it's... Um, a two out of three falls match, essentially. First fall is for the SmackDown women's belt, and then the second fall is for the Raw women's belt. That way you don't have to have... Well, that way you can still protect someone because someone can win one of the belts and someone just wins one of the other belts. I don't like that. I think I that's like a that. worse idea. I well done. I don't like it either. So, or the third option is one that apparently Meltzer has said, as of now, is not the plan and it's not the one that's going forward. And it's not just Meltzer. A lot of other people have said this. I know people seem to think that we are Meltzer apologists. The most respected man in wrestling journalism. Why wouldn't you listen to him? But the other idea that some people have suggested is you add Asker into the match and make it a fatal four-way. Which I'm not totally against, but I, it's too late in the day. Mm. Because that will have to be done on the go-home shows for WrestleMania and it's it's just too late in the day to build any drama around that. Yeah. I like how you think they won't do that, though. <laughs> you, you think that's what's going to stop them? Yes. They perhaps. just changed the title. You're right. Two Absolutely. episodes yeah. out. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, you, and you want to put some suspension storylines in with Asuka, maybe an injury that she could work through and a rest. Yeah. I mean, you could do that in a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. easily done. Um, question for you, Oliver Davis. At what point did you realize, and not realize because that makes you sound like you knew, but at what point did you think, oh, they're going to put the belt on Charlotte? Um, pretty early on. Yeah. Because we, uh, we don't watch Raw live. We watch it on... Tape you know, delay. Str- yeah, tape delay. And on the particular tape delay that I was watching it on, had a preview screen behind the play button mm-hmm. of a bunch of different shots and I images see. of the episode. And one of them was with Charlotte Flair holding up the title. And I saw it at like half five in the morning. And I just thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. I because mean, it this, makes sense. It's so obvious. This this happened with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. That match did not need a title. You could have easily kept the Universal Championship on Kevin Owens to go into that Chris Jericho match, which, you know, didn't really have a good payoff after the Festival of Friendship. But Vince put the belt on Goldberg. And you know what? I defended that at the time as the right business decision. Because then you get Goldberg and Brock walking around. 
WrestleMania is not about putting on the best wrestling. It's not about concluding the best storylines. It's about WWE getting the most mainstream press and notoriety of the year. And if you just announced, I think this is what happened. I think as soon as they committed and got so much media traction on Monday to the, the women main event in WrestleMania 35, I think Vince wakes up the next morning, sees ESPN's interview with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. And Becky says, well, what are you bringing to the, sh to the show, Charlotte? If you haven't got a title, Ronda's got the women's Raw, Raw title. I think he looks at him and goes, oh, yeah, they're going to be doing all the media. They should have the belts. Titles, I think you're fine. They don't, they Sorry, don't have belts. Sorry, that belts hold up your pants. Yeah, so I I cut on onto it pretty early, and I'm, I can't believe I didn't see it coming sooner. But to my credit, it's a decision they made <laughs> four hours before the show. Uh, so. For me, it was when they started <coughs> referring to her as a seven-time champion multiple times throughout mm. the match, whereas I was like previously... I thought she was only a five-time champion, or is that Sasha five Banks? Time. So uh, it's an interesting that stat transition that Charlotte's gone through. She's gone through winning no matches this year, which seems baffling. I just assumed Charlotte won every week, all the time, but she's on only every had... episode of TV this year. I think she's had probably... I mean, she's had more matches than Sanity and Lacey Evans, but I, she's had probably... She's had less matches than Alistair Black and Ricochet on the main roster. She's had fewer matches. Fewer matches, And right. there was four of them. <laughs> there was a triple threat with Becky and Carmella on SmackDown in, ja in early January. What was Carmella doing there? She, she was around... <laughs> she's been around... A lot in the title picture. Right. Actually, uh, okay. Blonde women. Oh, blonde <laughs> women everywhere. Well, she dyed her hair. Yeah, yeah, that's why she lost. Oh, she took I the see. pin. Uh, so Charlotte lost that match. She didn't win the Royal Rumble. She lost at Elimination Chamber to Becky. Or was it, you, it was a DQ thing. I can't even Yeah, it was a DQ because Ronda came in and, and punched Becky. Yeah. So that loss. And the only other match she's had was the Raw Beat the Clock Challenge this week, which she also lost. So she she kind of, she hasn't actually lost any matches, really, but she hasn't won any of them. Mm. And for a SmackDown wrestler who's in the main event of WrestleMania, she's only been on SmackDown once this year, like wrestled on SmackDown once this year. It's crazy. But that's a testament to how well she's been built that I, I don't think it takes away any of her credibility. This match between Charlotte and Asuka I enjoyed immensely. Yeah, actually, that's the other thing we, we should really talk about. This yeah. was a great match. I, really, was, really good. Not on the level of the WrestleMania 34 match, but it was still really, really good. Uh, that There was a, a Spanish fly yeah. off the second rope, really, that I've never seen Charlotte do before. No. Uh, there was. I love the, the the running into the code breaker. I thought it was yeah. a fabulous spot. There was a, a, a Charlotte moonsault that Asuka just pounced on her like a Venus flytrap yeah. and locked in a rear naked choke. Real Shayna Baszler type move. I thought Asuka in particular. Char Charlotte's very, very good. But Asuka here, I was like, oh, my God, where have you been? I love your kicks. I love the way you move. I love your strikes. I love those weird noises you make. Mm -hmm. when you hit people and better there, say the title offer there was a yeah, there was a great series of reversals at the end I really enjoyed the finish um, where you know if you take away all the ah the fury at Asuka fury at how Asuka's been booked where they're rolling around they're transitioning between uh, submissions figure eight and, and Asuka taps Asuka taps yeah <coughs> Yeah. It's just, I was just dumbfounded because I did not see the, the preview that you saw. So this very much caught me by surprise. Other than the fact that they were saying 
she's a seven-time women's champion. I was like, it's odd to keep mentioning that. And then at some point they said, God, if she wins here, it's a record-breaking eight time. And I was like, oh, man, she might actually win this here. Yeah, so that's the mo- she's now got the most women's title reigns of anyone in company history. So that's why she can now bring to the main event. So, yeah, I guess it, it, it does make sense when, yeah. you, when you think about it from that stance. But I just, I, and I said this in my review, but it just sucks for Asuka. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and it just sucks for Asuka. She won the title in December. She beat Becky Lynch in January. The only person who's beat Becky Lynch this year, who won the Royal Rumble, lest we forget. And then from there, had weeks where she did nothing. She was off TV for like four weeks in the lead up to Elimination Chamber. And then leading up into Fastlane, she had a half-hearted storyline with Mandy Rose, which ended up being a backdrop to the Rose-DeVille split. So she's been a third wheel in that, and now she's just lost the title. She has even less to do at WrestleMania now than she did a week ago when she was the champion. Like, it is insane. She didn't have a storyline heading into WrestleMania. Now she's got even less of one. Yeah, it's infuriating, especially when... It, this goes back to before TLC, when Becky, well, I think when Becky was going through all the women about who would replace her for Survivor Series, when Becky had to be pulled, and she looks at Asuka, the whole crowd pop. Yeah. And you're like, you have booked this woman into the ground since she lost at WrestleMania to Charlotte, but people are still behind her. And that was a similar thing with Bailey, where people would still get behind her, in the UK especially, would do the big song and dance, up until about a year, two years after. But then there comes a point where you even kill off that portion of the audience who get excited because there are so many false starts and false promises and finishes. And I think that's where we're getting that with Asuka. I think she's probably got one more chance to to have a good run. But the company hasn't got behind her so far for a proper extended run. So I, don't, I, I have no faith in them following through with it. Well, I mean, look at the, Ro- the Royal Rumble winners from last year. Hmm. were Shinsuke Nakamura, who was beaten in a tag match, a second tag team, a very forgotten tag team, really, on SmackDown. And Asuka, heading into WrestleMania as the women's champion, is now going to be in the Battle Royal. Yeah. It's... uh, Because uh, that was the other thing that Meltzer added in his report on this, is that perhaps WWE realized that with another smack with the smackdown women's championship match on the card as well that's less women to be in the battle royal fewer fewer people thank you which is still yet to be announced but now they are all just going to be in the battle royal mm. it's it's which infuriating bad bad yeah. times and just to go back before we move on <coughs> to the lesnar goldberg comparison because i think that's that's really the the best it's one Funa. in terms of <laughs> in terms of putting on putting the title on them uh is they had a really good storyline going into WrestleMania 33 it was fantastic that i i, I rewatched uh, Lesnar Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 today the complete opposite <laughs> of, of that match and storyline but the 2016 through to 2017 Goldberg return feud is one of my favorite storylines of recent times it was great and you put the I I get I didn't agree with it, but I can I totally understand why they put the title on it. This is a mat. This is a feud that has had has been so overbooked, and this is just like the cherry on top of a big pile of lunacy. Yeah, and it's yeah it just deflates it even more. But you know, 
we're wrestling fans. It's not about us. No. It's about the larger group of people who only casually watch and start watching around WrestleMania season. And WWE are trying to build a people to carry the company after Ronda leaves. Yeah. So for, from that point of view, there is there is a definite argument for it to be made. But it is an argument that is based... It's based on complete short-sightedness. Ooh, nearly said a naughty word. Hello. And a lack of booking there. Yeah, uh, I saw someone uh, post up today uh, a meme that really made me laugh. It's that um, that Charlie Day one from that TV show that he did. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Thank you. Where he's got like all the pinpoints and things for the conspiracy <laughs> yeah. nonsense. And it was like everyone in the world... Becky versus Ronda just writes itself. WWE, that image of him just like pointing to this mad scrawling of notes. Yeah, it's it's. And so, dear friends, Charlotte Flair is our new SmackDown Women's Champion just before WrestleMania. Holly Davis was right about Becky Lynch winning the title at WrestleMania, and perhaps that's why they didn't put it on her. But does putting it on Charlotte mean that in fact we are going to get? an undisputed champion at WrestleMania and going forward, WWE is going to have one women's champion who will float back and forth between both shows for all the reasons that I already laid out in my prediction. Well, before I get into defending that position and tell you why I think that is indeed what is going to happen and it's going to be set up this Monday night on Raw for WrestleMania 35, Let's go over the other possible scenarios. Scenario number one being that it will still remain simply a Raw Women's Championship match and we will not see an undisputed champion crowned and that the SmackDown title will not be on the line. This is a terrible idea, not simply because it just further devalues the SmackDown Women's Championship and further devalues the weight and abilities of one Oscar, but simply because it's not going to add anything to the match you already had. People are still going to look at Charlotte Flair as shoehorn Charlotte in that scenario, and they're going to look at her simply as Vince McMahon's chosen woman, and him panicking and going, oh my gosh, I put Charlotte Flair in this match. I made a mistake. I can't admit to the world that I made a mistake. So let's put the SmackDown Women's Championship on her. And that way she'll look more important when she takes a loss at Mania. And there is no way, given his ego, that that is the decision that Vince McMahon has made. Now, it could be scenario number two. Scenario number two is that it's going to be a situation where depending on who Becky Lynch beats or depending on if Charlotte Flair defeats Ronda Rousey then we are going to have either a new Raw or a new SmackDown Women's Champion and I don't like this scenario for the same reason that I don't like the other scenario it still devalues one of your two championships you are making history you are finally allowing what has happened the past year plus, especially, but overall the last few years on WWE programming to come to fruition, the women for the first time ever are main eventing as in the last possible match on the card for the biggest wrestling pay-per-view in all of the world 
WrestleMania. And you mean to tell me in that scenario that you are going to devalue one of your women's titles. Now, if you don't want to make an undisputed champion, what you could easily do is have Becky Lynch or, heaven forbid, Charlotte Flair. And that's not my bias and fandom coming out, by the way. I'll explain that more in a second. But you could have Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair walk out of WrestleMania with a win in the match, holding both titles up. Or even Ronda Rousey, if for some reason Ronda Rousey doesn't leave and decides to stick around after Mania. You can have a scenario with all three women of them holding up both championships and for a very short period of time, then defending both titles on both shows and then having, say, a debuting Shayna Baszler or someone like that take one of the championships at Money in the Bank. But again, I still maintain that if you do that, the history-making moment of having one woman be dominant enough to hold both titles simply becomes devalued because that woman ends up losing. Now, whether it's Becky Lynch or whether it's Ronda Rousey or whether it's Charlotte Flair, I'm not saying that any woman anywhere at any time is going to remain undefeated for the rest of her life in WB. That would be an asinine thing to say. But surely, coming out of WrestleMania, the winner at WrestleMania will be the face of the women's division for many, many months. I don't see the winner of WrestleMania losing, maybe even until all the way at SummerSlam next August. That's how important this current swing for the women's division is. That is why, with this match happening on SmackDown and the crowning of Charlotte Flair as the new SmackDown Women's Champion means that there can only be one thing to do. And that is why I am maintaining and defending my original position of why this has to result in an undisputed women's champion in WWE. Now, I do understand the argument that you heard Luke and Ollie make and what others have said about why a one champion scenario might be bad for the women's division. But I go back to what I said. It's all about value for the championships. And I've always said that there are too many championships in WWE. Long before my favorite star in wrestling, Becky Lynch, became a true bona fide mega star in the business, I've always said the idea of having four world champions, two for each division, makes absolutely no sense because you don't know which title carries weight and value. By having the champion bounce back and forth between both brands, you never know what you're going to see. One week, you could see undisputed women's champion Becky Lynch defend the title against Raw's Ruby Wright. The next pay-per-view go-around, you could see undisputed WWE Women's Champion Becky Lynch defending the title against Naomi. The next go-around, she could go down to NXT even, and if she's not called up, defend the title against the dominance of Shayna Baszler. There is all kinds of scenarios that will continue to make the women feel the most important that they have ever felt. And they're just simply going to have to utilize the same 
logic that they have utilized in creating the tag team titles. There aren't as many women as there are men. That's just the reality, no pun intended, of the situation. And because that is the reality of the situation, it is a lot more feasible and a lot more plausible that the top women star could bounce around between all three brands and bring weight to all three divisions. Although arguably for the men, it becomes way more problematic that the universal title exists right now because Brock Lesnar has devalued that championship so much. Hopefully a win by Seth Rollins at WrestleMania will nullify that. But I still stand by the reasoning that I mentioned earlier on. So it's just that simple to me. Whether or not you're talking about the men or the women, obviously this scenario is going to have to be given a try officially by WWE and it's going to have to be proven to work with the women first. But whether you're talking about the women or the men, having one world champion, whether you're a tag team champion or a singles star, is the best thing for WWE. It makes the casual fan in particular, and even the hardcore fans, like those of us hosting and listening to a podcast like this one, be able to say, okay, that is my world champion. Becky Lynch is my world champion. Seth Rollins is my world champion. Daniel Bryan is my world champion. There's no more mystery as to who I'm supposed to to root for and get behind and who truly is the number one star in the WWE if you have one champion. So that, my friends, is the reason that I am so adamant about this particular scenario being the one that comes out of this situation. Now, while we won't know specifically which of the scenario is indeed the scenario that WWE is going to go with coming out of this situation, they may have, in fact, tipped their hand. A photo was released recently by WWE themselves, which pictures SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Also in that same photo, with the Raw Women's Championship over her other shoulder, having the SmackDown Women's Championship that she owns on one shoulder and the Raw Women's Championship that she does not yet own on the other, thus teasing the fact that WWE may have chosen to go the undisputed championship route. So we'll all have to tune in Monday night to see what the future of the WrestleMania main event will hold. Now, because I haven't done a show since it was officially announced, I just want to reiterate everything that I've been saying on all prior episodes of this podcast. The right decision was made to have the women be the first ever official main event for the showcase of the Immortals WrestleMania. There's been no hotter storyline since Survivor Series in all of WWE than that surrounding Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and then subsequently Charlotte Flair, whether you agree with the decision of Charlotte or not. It just absolutely blows my mind that I've seen people online arguing the fact that they don't think the women deserve this honor. They don't think the women should in fact be main eventing a WrestleMania. And to those people, I simply ask you to name me one other person worthy of the main event that's a man. The only person you could even 
begin to make a case for would be Kofi Kingston. And to that, I simply say, Kofi Kingston has been hot for all of six weeks. He's not been hot going all the way back to SummerSlam when Becky Lynch made her quote-unquote heel turn and this momentum swing really started to happen for the women. He hasn't been hot since, if you want to make that case, two years ago at the Royal Rumble when Ronda Rousey debuted. There hasn't been that kind of momentum behind anything going on on the men's side right now. So it is what Triple H said. Whether you believe it or not, the women did earn this main event spot at WrestleMania. They were not given it, they earned it. And I, for one, applaud it for being the right call and have never been so excited for a match, maybe ever. Yes, that's partially due to the fact that I was a fan of Becky Lynch before the rest of the world, but that's mostly due to the fact that I know the right people, whether I agree with Charlotte Fairby in the match or not is irrelevant, I know that the right people are in the main event, the true main event of the biggest, most important wrestling pay-per-view on the planet. The women are in the main event where they belong. All you need for proof of how important this is is just to look at the fact that ESPN covered it on SportsCenter. When's the last time ESPN covered a main event of WrestleMania? I couldn't even tell you when that was. And yet, the women's triple threat match was featured in a spot on SportsCenter, which arguably still, despite the different ways that people consume media now, is the biggest sports program in the world today. And it featured the main event of WrestleMania. Becky Lynch's unbelievably strong week of good news continued as she reportedly has been offered a new WWE contract with a significantly larger amount of pay. And my goodness, has that woman earned it? And let me tell you something else. Since the last time I was able to do a show, here's some news for you. This is big time right here. For the first time in WWE history, Becky Lynch has put a woman as the number one merchandise seller in WWE. It isn't Seth Rollins. It isn't Kofi Kingston. It isn't The New Day. It isn't even AJ Flippin' Styles. It's Becky the Man Lynch. And it is by gosh amazing to think about where I was a year ago as a male fan of Becky Lynch. Before the man persona was developed, there was one shirt, one shirt created by WBShop.com. It was a Becky Lynch straight fire t-shirt and there was no such thing as a man size for that shirt. If you're a man, you could not wear Becky Lynch year a year ago. Now, Becky Lynch sits on top of the world as the number one merchandise seller the number one star earner in WWE. What an unbelievable turnaround, and it couldn't have happened to a better person. And it's not just me and long-term fans like myself praising Becky Lynch for this accomplishment. It was people inside the business, and it's people who aren't even wrestling fans going on to Twitter, tuning in to SmackDown when a family member 
or friend is going to be in the crowd at SmackDown, as was the case for me a couple of weeks ago on the 12th, and saying to me, yeah, I can clearly see why Becky Lynch is your favorite, because she was the only character that interests me. It's those non-wrestling fans on Twitter that I just talked about saying, I'm not even a wrestling fan, but I can't help but always see this woman on my timeline, and she is awesome. She is clearly great at what she does. Becky Lynch, in my opinion, has transcended this business. It is not a mistake that she is the number one merchandise seller in WWE. It is not a mistake that she will likely win the true main event of WrestleMania and live out her dream. Anyway you slice it, no one has earned it more than Becky Balboa, baby. Here's a bit of a head-scratching, interesting scenario for you. Despite himself telling a fan earlier this week through an email on the Wrestle Ramble podcast that he has two years left in the company, reports surfaced this week that Goldust is being released from his WWE contract, is going to wait out the remainder of said contract for his 90-day no-compete clause and be ready in May just in time to possibly appear on AEW Double or Nothing. Could we finally see a match, a big-time match, between the brothers Cody and Dustin? That is definitely something that the two have wanted for a really long time, and we still don't know who Cody Rhodes' opponent is at Double or Nothing, and in the Double or Nothing YouTube series this past week, we heard the words from the seamstress working on the outfits and reattire, should we stay away from gold? And Cody Rhodes saying, no, I think what you have here is definitely the right track. So was the younger Rhodes brother dropping hints? We will all just have to wait and find out. I would love to see Goldust in AEW with his brother, doing this thing with his brother. Lord knows he's done everything he could possibly do in WWE outside of being the world champion, which they were never going to let him be WWE champion anyway. So I think this is a great scenario for Goldust, if it is indeed true, and I can't wait to see it happen. The visa issues that I reported on for Pac are reportedly still going on this week as Pac had to pull out of the Reb Pro Show due to visa issues. Will this affect his relationship with AEW? That's not yet known. Apparently, if you're a known star, you're not going to have visa issues. These visa issues are coming from the country of the United States wanting to make sure that any foreign wrestler who comes in to work a show at an American company is not taking a spot away from an American performer. While I think that's admirable, I do think that opens a lot of problematic scenarios, the first of which that we're seeing fruition on is this one right here. So I will keep an eye on how this scenario shakes out. And hopefully, Pop versus Heyman Page at Double or Nothing is still okay to go forward. WWE still wants John Cena to be in a match at WrestleMania, according to various reports. But according to various reports, it will not be Kurt Angle. So if we are going to see the match between Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle be switched out as the fans would like it to be, 
it most likely will not be in the form of John Cena. Now, this could just be these reports being released and WWE telling people this, so it's being kept a surprise. We will have to wait and see. A big time congratulations goes out to JoJo and Bray Wyatt, who revealed that they are expecting their first child, and it will be a son named Nash, and he will be born very, very soon. So now we know why JoJo and Bray have been off TV. It'll be interesting whether or not Bray Wyatt comes back after WrestleMania, or whether or not he remains off TV to help raise his child in the beginning before returning to work. Carmella has launched her very own line, or is about to launch it, I should say. It's known as Capaconia, according to the way it's spelled. I believe I pronounced that right. It's C-A-P-O-C-A-G-N-A. Capaconia. Maybe that's another way you could say it, but it will be coming down the line from Carmella, so congratulations to her on her first big endeavor outside of the world of WWE. Luke Harper will make his official return in front of a crowd on something that's going to be seen on WWE Network as he competes in Worlds Collide 2, so it'll be great to see Harper back in a WWE ring. It was also revealed that the animal will be on the Go Home Show of Monday Night Raw, so that's a very good thing. It's also been revealed that Charlotte Flair will be getting her own Chronicle special. Chronicle, of course, the documentary-style short series that has in the past featured the man Becky Lynch and the retirement tragedy of Paige in that few weeks of her career. This one will follow Charlotte and it will air on WB Network immediately following NXT TakeOver New York. There were no real big takeaways, speaking of which, from NXT this week. Other than the fact that our Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners are Aleister Black and Ricochet, not a real big surprise. The Forgotten Sons just weren't big enough for a big stage like this to carry a match with the War Raiders. Hopefully the War Raiders retain because Aleister Black and Ricochet as NXT Tag Team Champions while competing for reportedly the Raw Tag Team titles the next night on WrestleMania won't make any sense at all. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. And as far as Raw goes, there was absolutely nothing of note that I could even remember to tell you. That's how forgettable this episode of Monday Night Raw was, other than the fact that we did see the three women in the main event for WWE WrestleMania 35 compete in a beat-the-clock match one be a pinfall by the man, Becky Lynch. AEW revealed that they're officially doing All In 2, returning to Chicago next year. So that's really great. They made history in the Sears Center. I like the idea of them going back to Chicago for All In 2 and maybe making it an annual thing there. I think Chicago deserves it after what they did for All In. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the show. I hope you like this new form of the podcast. I hope it gives me a lot more to give to you, the listener. It will keep me from being overwhelmed with the show, and it will help us, let's face it, cut out all the fat and only talk about the worthy things that are worthy about being discussed on a show like this. As always, you can get in touch 
with the show via email at inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com, via Instagram at inringrealitypodcast, or via Twitter at inringrealpod. We will get back to your mailbag next week. So if you have any new questions for the mailbag to go along with the pileup of questions that I have yet to get to, be sure to leave those on any of the social media platforms or via that email address. And if you haven't done so already, please do consider subscribing to the show on your preferred podcast subscription platform of choice. And do consider also giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, as even if you don't use those platforms to listen in to the show, those reviews help the algorithm and help this show get into more ears of more great wrestling fans like yourself. And as always, I thank you for your support. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.